0: What is The Raconteur Collection? The Raconteur Collection is a show hosted by Jack and Charlie, two brothers who have a passion for anything and everything. You see, The Raconteur Collection is all about everything, anything, and, well, nothing. Do you miss hanging out with your friends and talking about random stuff? Well, we may be right for you. Do you like video games, anime, all those nerdy topics? Do you like deep tangents and stories of unremarkable yet remarkable lives? Join the Rakendear collection. Follow the life of someone just like you, Charlie, an aspiring writer and super nerd, and Jack, a jack of, well, a jack of all trades and fellow everyman. Oh, and did I mention the random bursts of creative storytelling, as with the bonus episodes of Tales of Ephemera, a storytelling show about stories from all realities? Yes, you heard that right. What are you still waiting to follow us? We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome to the and Tour Collection. This is, well, soon to be the last chapter in existence, the end of the book, as some might say, but this is Chapter 5, Episode 11. And this episode, wow, we got some big changes for you, just so many huge changes. First of all, one of the first changes I've noticed is that only about seventeen point nine percent of you are actually subscribed. So, if you have not subscribed, go ahead and so. Su- no, I'm just kidding. Everyone, welcome to the Rock and Tour Collection. Like, what is My name's Charlie. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast about everything and nothing all at the same time. And indeed, this episode is all about changes. All about good changes coming up.
1: Jack, how are you doing this week? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, taking it easy. Um, this past week. Obviously, Charlie and I met up for like the first time in months, actually in person, and you know, it was really good. We did a lot of talking, a lot of brainstorming, super nice. Um, Laura and I started going on jogs, and it, it feels super good, to, like to be outside and like sweating again, just like in that way, not just like, uh, oh, sitting around the house and make it's too hot, but like actually, you know, being productive feels really good. I've taken mm-hmm. ten thousand plus steps every day for a couple of days now pretty consistently so that's good um other than that um i got my japanese writing practice for hiragana and katakana oh it's a it's a workbook i got that and i also got a japanese little like children's book to help me like practice with pronunciation and like visually mm-hmm. learning a few things so am gonna get started on that ever since i shaved my head charlie i've been feeling pretty productive so um mm-hmm. feeling pretty good I just need to work on some music for when we close this chapter and begin anew. So that's, that's yeah, been, I guess that's been, so. that's been my week actually, uh, played some Fortnite with, uh, with my buddy, Chris got two dubs and, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. It's been a good week. Productive. Yeah. Nice. That sounds like a fantastic week.
0: It's, it's actually weird wonderful. to me because I feel like you're turning into a little bit of a weeb again, you know, learning some Japanese. Cause of okay,
1: course. so okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Jack's like,
0: I'm going to start going, Jack's going to start introing the podcast with like in Japanese. God, that would be so cringy, man. That's, dude, that's a, that's a plan. Oh my gosh. You know, my week has been pretty good. Uh, Keeping up with my workout still. Kind of like, uh, you know, adding in some more weights and stuff, which has been nice. You know, pumping you try thick. Pumping some iron. I've always been a thick boy, but, you know, hopefully now I'm being a thick boy. <laughs> that, that pause. <laughs> hopefully now I can be a thick boy uh, in, you know, the good direction instead of the bad direction. So, you know, that's been going good. Writing has also been going well. Uh, as a course, I we'll probably proceed to talk at length later in the episode, but I have several short stories in the works and then, you know, kind of based on some feedback from, uh, Michael, one of our patrons who actually finished my book, uh, kind of going back and adding some stuff, feeling a lot of inspiration for that. But, uh, as with that, it's always easy to go back and to iterate for me. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of the challenge is getting the stuff out, at first and then kinda of going back and refining. I I've always been a really good like refiner, I feel. So it's always it's been nice to work on that. And then other than that, you know, I've not been playing too many video games, uh but kind of playing this one called Loop Hero, which I'll talk about more during our recommendations. But other than that, I mean honestly video games just nothing's kinda of grabbing me. Jack's been trying to get me to play some Siege, but it's like, dude, I don't know if I want to play Siege. So <laughs> i said i would and then i was like do i actually want to do though do i really so but uh you know that's about the answer is yes that's about really all that my week's been doing i mean other you know as i think with the title of this you know i think there's some big changes coming up uh big changes even with potentially uh my job and stuff like that which is exciting also of course a little nerve-wracking but since this whole episode is going to be about changes i'll kind of save that for later so mm-hmm. as you said jack this is this is we're getting right into it we're just diving in we're not even 5 well, sorry we're about 6 minutes but about 6 minutes in diving already into the meat of the episode i'm re- i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to dive so the changes we're ending the raconteur collection all right goodbye <laughs> <laughs> goodbye all right goodbye see you later no no we uh definitely are not ending the racketeer collection that's definitely not what's happening but like jack said we kind of got together and uh, talked about some ideas and ultimately i think we kind of settled on a really a good path for growth but then also just some changes to kind of follow up on the conversation we had last week just some you know hesitations and doubts i was having some changes to kind of help with that and the main idea that I, I'm i pretty sure we're going to lean into is, for me personally, focusing, again, the weekly podcast I is not going to go anywhere. But uh, having basically two extra products for each person. So mine is obviously going to be following in the doing the audio productions of short stories, getting some of those out on YouTube. Of course, they'll premiere on Spotify just whenever they're ready type situation, but that'll give me a nice backbone to kind of rely on and to work on while we keep this podcast more of as conversational kind of like hangout update format, you know, because that's, I think one thing that we kind of overwhelmingly heard last week, and maybe you disagree, Jack, but overwhelmingly, I feel like people didn't really want a lot to change. Like people had a lot of ideas, but ultimately like looking at a lot of the feedback we got, it was more like, Hey, I understand where you're coming from, but keep at it, which is good, but it's not bad. But like, that's kind of what I feel like. So maybe I'm reading the room wrong, Jack, but what do you think?
1: No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like a lot of the, uh, feedback we got was just kind of work on what we already have, um, and improve upon, you know, the strengths, uh, Jack and I, while we were playing some siege, we kind of get together and, you know, he kind of told me his thoughts and stuff like that. And... Uh, I do want to say I think some people um, maybe like like misinterpreted but like we weren't ever going to be like oh hey we're like a Tulsa podcast now like we're doing just exclusively going around that was just like a one time thing we were like floating around like, like as a maybe thing just kind of to get people brainstorming and like in uh, different potentialities of what we could do with the podcast you know what I mean um, but yeah I think uh just from the little bit of the feedback we got from that episode, uh, hopefully we get some more soon. Uh, but they seem to like the direction we're going, and it's really just focused on for the focus of distributing where we're posting more and try to be more consistent with that. I think is kind of one of the big things here.
0: Yeah, because you know ultimately. And I I am totally ready to be proven wrong at this point. But in my mind, as much as, you know, people will be like, well, just post everywhere on social media. You know, we've had weeks where both Jack and I have been very active and weeks where we haven't been as active. And numbers-wise, it doesn't seem to make a difference. I truly believe that keeping those posts current will continue to do. But as far as, you know following that through for growing the audience i don't think it works that well i actually think that social media works much better as an update uh kind of avenue more so than it does to say hey new people find this because of the way social media is now it favors big channels big creators and once we get big you know that changes a lot but as of right now, I feel like a lot of our social media updates will literally update our listener base uh, when the new episode's out and or like a little friendly reminder. You know what I mean? And so yeah. we'll continue with that. But I, I, I struggle with that a little bit because I just don't think it is that helpful. But, you know, like I said, we'll continue with it and we'll start looking into other places to post our podcast, which I think that's going to be a big one. We got uh, several recommendations to post. Pardon me. To post on reddit and uh you know keep uploading on youtube like stuff like that which i think is always helpful and then i have a couple other avenues that we can see if we can look into as well but yeah as far as the big changes go i think the big changes are kind of the things that you already know for example so like my short stories like the second gods expect more of that Maybe not any more of like irregularity because one thing I don't want to do is start cranking out short stories to meet deadlines constantly. I want to have some soft deadlines, but I never want to be like, hey, the story isn't done, but we need to get a story out there. So uh, it, it's going. You know what I mean? If I write a story yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? This isn't good. I'm not going to use it. You know, I don't. I don't want to crank out just garbage for you guys. But, uh, you know, we'll continue with that and then I know Jack I'll let you talk about this a little bit more but uh Jack has had several different ideas and I feel like in our conversation that we had it was more of a struggle it was a lot easier for me to come up with an idea because I think a big thing that we talked about was the difference between Jack and I and our different strengths so for example like I and I feel like a lot of our listeners a lot of our patrons are definitely more of the cerebral types like we like to really dig into things we like to really explore themes you know emotions uh, different reasons or decisions why something is that way especially when it comes to books movies i mean we are floating around and this will definitely happen but doing a dune episode and man when we do a dune episode i want it to be like this four hour just meaty conversation about a book you know what i mean and it's not that Jack can't be a part of that. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is is I don't know if that's exactly Jack's cup of tea to do that. And so, Jack, uh, you know, I brought up one idea that I really liked that you could do. But uh, why don't you kind of talk about some of the different things you've been thinking about and just open it up to the audience? You know, that way they can help us decide.
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing for me is, like you said, it's not that those kinds of things don't interest me. It's just I have interests in other things um, you know and the topics that I usually choose have gotten a lot less as far as uh, listens or downloads or kind of that sort of thing and it's it stems from me feeling like I don't uh, unlike Charlie I haven't like specialized in one like in one thing in particular like Charlie is like in this really good writer he knows uh, he has a good eye for it and he knows like storytelling all that kind of stuff mm. meanwhile I've kind of like dip my toes in a lot of different avenues. A jack of Uh, all trades. And so much like say, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, you know, master of none. So dude,
0: that's what we could call uh, one of your projects. Jack
1: of all trades,
0: the jack of all trades.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like (laughs) when it comes to my ideas, it does kind of center more on video games, Mm. um, and things I could do with that. Uh, and it also, at the same time, feels like it wouldn't be that well received because, like you said, our audience, while they'd probably give it like a listen, it wouldn't entice them to um, comment or leave feedback or be as interactive as much uh, because, I mean, I, I know why. But for me, it's like I don't see why me diving into a game is any different than like deep diving? It's like, a, mo- like mm. a movie or a book or whatever. But of course, it depends on the game. You well, can't do that just with anything. Let me stop you or there. Just like you can't do that with any book or any movie. Yeah, no, I I totally agree.
0: I think it has to come from different types of cultures, right? And I like cultures and far as far as like uh, different like ways that we consume media. I think a lot of our listener base now really enjoys. The audio short stories because it keeps them engaged and it has something that, you know, can make their mind work. Whereas with a game or when we're talking about something else, a game is pretty easy to digest. I mean, like we were saying, there's content about content, about content that all centers around video games. And so it's harder to break into that mold and to say something entirely unique and different. I think that, because like you said, like Jack, I there are so many games that we haven't covered that I love. I mean, so many, you know, I was thinking it would be fun, like, if we could dig up an old emulation of, oh, this is a deep, this is a deep cut, an old emulation of a game called Snowblind PS2. I don't know if you oh, remember that baby. game, but like have an in-depth conversation about that. Nobody, I'm sure everybody listens to that has no idea what Snowblind is, but I remember liking that game. I remember it being not great. It's probably like a 6 or 7 out of 10 if you had to like you know, look it up a metacritic, but uh you yeah. know, I think when you're looking at those conversations and you're looking into getting into them in certain ways, it's just so crowded already. And plus, not everybody plays video games, but everybody can understand the concept of a short story before getting in. And so there's a less there's less of a barrier to entry. And so I think that's kind of why you feel that like, oh, man, Charlie has an end with the writing. And like you said, I've specialized in it. So I have lots of things to say about it. But even though like I could talk at length for games about like Bloodborne, for example, like how have we not done Bloodborne? Bloodborne is like both of our like one of our favorite games of all time. But, you know, like, I'd want to really dig into Bloodborne from, like, the Lovecraftian side, from the influences, from the feelings. And, Jack, I feel like you want to talk about things more, like, a mechanics-based and experiences that you've personally had. And while I think that's totally viable for content, I just don't think we have the audience for it yet. Because, and here's the thing, there's tons of people out there that watch tons of gaming content. And so all we need is for one thing to catch on, right? And so I don't want you to feel too discouraged because there's always that opportunity. And if you want to be like, hey, we're going to do the Jack video game series and we're going to not Jack the Jack Daxter, but, you know, Jack, you <laughs> video game series where we dive into all these different games and I'm going to have different guests like do it. If that's what you want to do, I I, I mean, I would say do it.
1: Anyways, I'll let you continue there. Finally. No, and so I, th- so I think something that you said that kind of uh, resonated with me is that a lot of things that I want to do, you know, require people that we don't have, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as, like, an audience. Um, and I kind of, in a way, I do agree with that. I feel like if we had the people, then my ideas would, be, would uh, resound a little, a little bit better. But it is what it is, you know, I feel like I just need to kind of, because my thing is, I don't want to go into a topic like, um, like Dune, or with movies or something like that, or stories that I really, like, don't take to, because it feels very disingenuous, and I don't like being disingenuous, I don't like just, I don't like talking about things if they're not striking a chord with me, if that makes sense. It's really hard for me just to do something just for the sake of doing it when it comes to, you know, creative projects. I have to there has to be something in in my soul that's like, yeah, this is something you're passionate about or you found something to latch on to. That's where I think I really shine. Um, And so I guess a a place that I thought that that I an idea that I ran by Charlie was possibly doing something that's a lot more. That is more story based. That, because I, I used to write when I was younger. Um, but taking something, say, like Escape from Tarkov, and very much just taking that world and basing a story off it, like a very concise, you know, short episode story, um, using the world of Tarkov and the sound effects and all that kind of stuff, you know, and making, uh, the story from a video game, which I think would be more engaging to the audience we have currently rather than just uh, a deep dive into a game or a deep dive into something obscure like that. So who knows? I think there's a happy medium that can be struck, but for, but for me, it's, it's hard for me to find something that I'm just like, yep, I can do this on the side as well to also bring to the Rackentor collection because uh, we don't have the audience for it necessarily, so yeah, that's kind of the boat I'm in right now. Is I'm I'm trying to find that audience that, or just the right thing that I can do that not only fulfills me creatively, but also people that listen currently can listen to and they don't just see the title and go, "No, ah, it's, it's another video game. I'm I'm gonna skip this one." Or right, I'll listen to it in two weeks when I have time, or you know when I don't have don't have anything anything else to listen to if that makes sense yeah that
0: makes a lot of sense i you know the one of the ideas that i had for jack is basically doing a a uh, series on youtube called jack tries and it would be me and jack recording and i would pick out a game for jack and be like hey jack for an hour two hours whatever you're gonna try this game and then we break up that recording into a couple of episodes and then kind of as like a post-mortem, as like a way to examine that experience, then we could do a podcast episode all about, hey, Jack, what did you think? Let's, let's really dive in depth. You know, let's kind of take all of the, you know, comments that we made while we were playing and really dive into like why you didn't like something or why something surprised you. That was an idea I had. Yeah. Because, you know, kind of being able to include both options where Jack can really dive into things. And then have the fun of it being like, man, Jack doesn't like this game, but Charlie loves this game, for example. And so we're going to see just what, you know, what exactly doesn't click or what, what does click. Yeah, exactly. And it could go both ways. I mean, it'd be fun to have one where like I'm specifically trying something like it. It could really be more free form. But as with all changes, change will happen slow. And we're kind of in this experimenting mode or experimentation phase, I should say. I would say the what our audience should not worry about is the weekly podcast, so Racketeer Collection not going anywhere. What I really am considering is kind of having the Racketeer Collection as more of an umbrella in the podcast, maybe changing names, if that. So you could have, oh, hey, Racketeer Collection includes Charlie's short stories, it includes Jack's projects, and it includes a weekly podcast. You know what I mean? I feel like that would be... Yeah a good alternative maybe to do that so that because I do like the weekly podcast you know like I I look forward to like having episodes put out every week and I like the fact that we have like this base of episodes now I think it's really cool and I I feel that we both have gotten better you know in terms of just running a podcast in terms of like as people you know as people we've just gotten better we've gotten stronger some would say Work it harder, make it better. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. But uh that was, you know, kind of we summed up the conversation pretty quickly for you, you know. We're at twenty minutes here and I feel like most of that stuff that we talked about has been said. You know, I think what Jack and I struggle a lot with is not the fact that we aren't getting the listens or we don't have this huge audience because yeah, it would be great. It'd be awesome. If we had thousands of patrons and, but really, I think what Jack and I are looking thousands for thousands of dollars. <laughs> exactly, thousands of dollars. That's what we're looking for. Really, Jack, what we're looking for is we're looking for consistent like interaction and feedback with a community, uh, a community of like a small community, I think, especially. And we're very close to that. I mean, we already have people who listen to our episodes every week. You know, I think of patrons like rigged. Michael. You know, a lot of uh, patrons that we brought up over and over, uh, Jack Henry, Lily, our younger sister, you know, a lot of those people listen to our episodes every weekend. It's awesome. And I would not I don't want to take that away, but I also want them to be a part of that journey of growth and continuing. And so as kind of an open invitation to kind of put it out there, you know, another idea that we tossed around is what about we get, let's say, Michael. What if he's a regular guest? Maybe he's not on every weekly episode, but what if he's on one episode a month? What if Jack Henry is on every other month? You know what I mean? And they bring a topic to us or they bring something that they're... So it can be, you know, hosted. Maybe it's hosted by me, but really the main character is not going to be me this time, but it's all going to be about whatever they choose to bring. That way they feel like they can add and contribute to our show because that is... That's awesome. I mean, that's that's what I like most about our show right now is the discussions we're able to have. I mean, I, even talking about like tossing around ideas about like it would be awesome to have Jack Henry on and to talk about different directions for Star Wars, for example. You know, it's like stuff like that. Um, stuff like that, it would be really awesome to do, really awesome to make like longer form content. I think the question that I have for the audience is when we're thinking about long-form content you know when we're thinking about longer discussions like this hypothetical dune episode that i brought up does the audience want this dune episode broken up so do we want it broken up hey week by week an hour of it will come out or do we want to just have the whole thing come out all at once i tend to lean on the whole thing come out so you can listen to it at your leisure you can consume it one day or you can consume it over weeks but uh that's kind of what you know I think really what hit home for me about in this conversation is that there are so many things we could do. And yes, sometimes when I hear people yeah. say, oh, you just need to work harder, you just need to keep at it. There's a big part of me that wants to go, OK, well, what's the point, though? Like, you're not the one doing it. You're not the one who has to do it, you know, every week. Now, I'm not I know that sounds a little negative, but like I do have that innate kind of response in me to be like well i mean but it doesn't it's not doing anything you know what i mean but i totally i think when i now that i've thought about it a little bit more and now that i've especially because i know i sounded like a total downer in this last episode
1: oh yeah but
0: totally. you know moving on i want you know i don't really feel that down you know i I want to be able to express our doubts and, you know, when we have things happen, I want this, especially this weekly podcast. I want this to be like a stage for anything, you know, say we're struggling with something and we want to like work through it. Like, I would love to hear that process work through over weeks of an episode, you know, like, oh man, I just really struggling with so-and-so. And then next week you hear, oh, hey, it's gotten better in this way, but it's gotten worse in that way. Like, I think the weekly podcast is really awesome for that. And really awesome for those people who want to get us, want to know us more as people, right? With the idea, I guess in the perfect world, with the idea being that, say somebody clicks on to my short stories and they're like, "Wow, this is awesome! Wow, Charlie is just amazing. He's the best writer I've ever heard." I'm just kidding, but say they hear like the story and then at the end of the short story, I go, "Hey, we have a." support us the Rector collection where you have a weekly podcast and so and so. And then they find the podcast and then from the podcast, they hear Jack and I talking about Jack stuff. And then they get, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of discovery I want to happen to where maybe these two bigger projects that don't release weekly or, you know, have different types of workflows to them, get people in the door. But then once they're in the door, they're in, you know what I mean? And that's getting people in the door that's the hard part. Like, that's where we're struggling.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And, you know, we had, I kind of came up with one thing that I thought would help above all else. But Jack, when you think about getting people in the door, and you might bring up the same point as me, which is fine. But what what do you think would be the most helpful? You know, we talked about a lot of different things, but like, in your opinion, now that you've thought about it for a couple of days, how do we get more people in the door?
1: Um I mean the only thing I can think of is having a more consistent topic. That's 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 it. I'm not really sure how. I mean growing an an audience from the ground up is probably one of the most difficult things you can do on the internet when you need to, when you don't have connections. Yeah. So there's also like networking which is like another avenue to take um and like consistent networking. So I but like I don't know what that looks like. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think consistency is a key. Um, as far as like our weekly podcast, I do like how it is very much a variety type of situation. You know, very much of a. I, and I guess what I would love to see, and what I love now about the podcast is, it very much feels like, hey, when you have your friends over in whatever grade you're in, you know, young kids. And we're going to spend the night and we're going to talk about some dumb stuff. We're going to play some video games. Maybe we'll delve into some more serious things. I really love that hangout kind of uh, casual. Hey, we're just talking to each other. Hey, this is the real us. You know, we don't want to like put on these airs of being someone else. That's what I really love about this podcast. But yeah, I think it's, you know, having... And I'm totally, this is all hypothetical, but having a series like, oh, hey, Jack tries this video game, Jack tries blank, whatever it is, you know, that's the type of content that I think pulls people in because, you know, there is a lot of content out there like that now, but I do believe we could, what's the harm in trying, you know, or what's the harm in trying if you want to do a more of a story based Tarkov thing, there's no harm. Right, but I think once we mm-hmm. find something that not only resonates with our audience but also resonates with us, that's the key, right? Um, and yeah, l- definitely, like you said, with the networking, I, I truly believe that networking is probably the most effective thing we can do to grow our audience. And like you said, what does that mean? What does that look like? And I, you know, I what exactly that looks like, I think is kind of up for debate. But for us. That really is getting more guests on, getting Lily on. I mean, trying to connect with other smaller podcasts. I mean, we have a bunch of people within our immediate group that we've grown up around or different members of our family, all who have very interesting things going on. And I think it's very much incorporating them into it because, and I brought this up to Jack, you know, if we have, for example, Jack Henry on one of our episodes, Jack Henry might share one of our episodes that he's not on. It might be like, Hey, check this out. But if Jack Henry is on an episode, he's going to be like, Oh man, he's going to be pushing it because he's on it. You know, if Michael's on an episode, then Michael, all of a sudden we're exposed to Michael's whole group of friends. You know what I mean? We're exposed to Lily's whole group of friends to anybody else. And I, so I think that's what our early networking is going to look like is using the people who are already listening and saying, hey, you guys are interesting people, interesting enough to have a weekly podcast of your own. What do you, what, you know, how do you want to help us out? Like, how can we incorporate your voice into the Raconteur Collection? Because even though, you know, we started the Raconteur Collection, I don't want it to always just be about us. You know, I would love to include more people, love to have people, If even if people are motivated to do their own shows, You know, and we could say, "Hey, we'll host it. Yeah, we'll put it up. Cool." You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like more of like a just like like I said, I keep saying like the same words, but like a community of people that are all like creating content. You know, I think it's always been my dream. If I ever get famous by writing a book, or if I ever get famous with this, is to be the person that I feel like a lot of early creatives need. Because, and of course. The audience can let me know if I'm missing it but I feel that in kind of our quest you know as I feel that with a lot of this chapter five stuff in all quest. In our quest to grow the raconteur collection something that always comes up is how how do you do it how do you do this how do you what's actually effective what's not effective and it seems so rare to easily and I'm not talking. I'm saying if you know where to look, I'm sure you can find excellent resources. But I think the problem is, is it's very hard to know where to look, and a lot of the like the podcasts I like, you know, started already having an audience. For example, one of my favorite podcasts right now, which is um, Sacred Symbols, it's all about PlayStation, super nerdy PlayStation podcast. But that podcast, if you want to trace it all the way back, it started at a, you know. The world's most visited video game website, IGN. One of the co one of the hosts was on it. Started work uh, on their podcast, Podcast Beyond. He left to go do his own thing, and then left his uh, you know left the company that he started with some friends to go do his own thing. After that, and so you just have people that followed him because he'd been around and in the industry for years. And so, yeah. like for that type of content, I can totally see. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, I understand how this audience was cultivated and how it grew but for a lot of people youtubers uh i mean other smaller podcasts it seems so rare that they ever 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 talk about at least the people i listen to so big asterisk on this this is just the content i consume but it seems like it's so rare that they'll ever say you know what this is how i started out these are some things i did you know that were helpful. And so on and so forth. Or hey, these are the things I tried. This is what was effective for me. I can't promise that it'll be effective for you, but this is helpful. But it seems like once once you kind of gain the snowball momentum and your show just rolls on its own without you having to do anything, that, that conversation kind of stops. And I would love it if the Racket Collection ever got big I would love it if we could be that, you know, if we could say, Hey, we can host your thing here. Let's, you know, of course let's make sure it's actually good, (laughs) but, uh, you know, and we can spread it. These are some tools that we use, you know, we're not going to charge you. Like if you want some advice, we have literally, you can listen back. You can listen back to the history and where Jack and Charlie were complaining about how they could never get seen on social media or the internet or how the algorithm was screwing them over. But look at them now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there's so many different things that that kind of encompasses, and that I would love to see us grow into. But Jack, I I feel like I've been hogging a lot of the spotlight. Is there anything else that you like to bring up out of this like conversation that you feel like is very important, or that I've kind of left out?
1: I mean, it's kind of a very like th- that point. I want to reiterate on it. It's you know when we try to when I try to look back at like where people started, <clears throat> a lot of people that I listen to have been online or in the industry for a long time. I mean, you look at someone like uh, Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps, formerly known as like Ego Raptor. He got big because someone picked up like an old uh, little cartoon that he did. You know what I mean? So going from there. And that's kind of back when you could have those one-hit wonders that if as long as you navigate correctly could propel you into like being successful 10 years down the road. Um, and so, I mean, I still watch him to this day. And any podcast that he's on, I like consuming because I just like – listening to his process but you still i it's i've struggled to find something that's come along in the past you know six years where it's like where is that where is it like where's the beginning point that like where where we started and that growth or that point where you know it started taking off you kind of don't really see that story it seems like a lot of people have like oh i'm I know this person, I'm friends with this person. And so there's already this bar that they're at that we're nowhere even close to. And so if someone has any like recommendations, I'd love to find more people that kind of started from zero and worked their way up over time, you know, just to kind of get perspective on it. Because no matter what people say, like, oh, like I, you know, I was a, even like you look at a, like, Sips from the Yogg's cast. You know, he was on Yogg's cast. No one knew mm-hmm. who he was. He was on Yogg's cast. Started his own YouTube channel. That started growing, and now that's his own thing. Um, And he's great. So, like, I'm, I'm very happy for him. But, like, he didn't start from, you know, level one, if that makes sense. So it's, it's hard to find stories if they like, where people kind of start at that level. And that's what I want to find is more... Like, from very humble beginnings, not from, you know, elevated beginnings, if that makes sense. Right. Um, Yeah, so I think that for Sorry, us, like the my main takeaway is, you know, maybe we could be that story. That's the thing, you know, and right. it could be two years down the road. It could be three years or four, however long. But. The biggest thing for me is as long as we keep doing what we want to do and it's fulfilling creatively, for me, it doesn't matter how long it takes at that point, or even if it ever does get there. It's as long as it's fulfilling something in me that's creative or whatever. That's kind of what I want to pursue, if that makes sense. Yeah. And
0: to add on to that, I think the type of content, like the helpful content that I want needs to be honest as well. There's so much out there now where it's content about being successful. And so much of it is just BS, man. I mean, if you Google how to have a successful podcast, it's like, hey, make sure you have a mic. Make sure you do this. And it's like, cool, be consistent, cool. I mean, you know what I mean? Like all these things that I feel like are kind of obvious, it's kind of like saying to somebody like, hey, how do you wanna be a good writer? And it's like, well, first, you need to have a paper, and second, a pencil, and then third, you need to have an idea. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because like I think about the difference between why I tend to feel more burnt out with the podcast and not burnt out with writing. And it's because writing is such an easier way to like learn because- what you'll always hear in writing is, hey, if you want to be a good writer, you need to read a lot. That's 100% true. I mean, you can think that there's a way around it. You might think that you can write your way being better, but that's really, I mean, ultimately, if you want to write well, you just need to read a ton and that'll do it. I mean, read a ton and be consistent in a practice. And it's not like that for podcasting, you know. It's not that cut and dry. And even with writing, I mean, there's so many different things that kind of come into play once you are past the initial hurdle. And I think that's where Jack and I are right now is we cleared the initial hurdle, right? We have the consistency down. We have the variety in our topics, but where we're struggling now is like where to go. What's the next step. And I think we have some really decent ideas that can serve as next steps. I mean,
1: yeah, definitely. For that's me... That's kind of where... I mean, when it, when it comes to, like, the... I think the year mark is kind of where that's... These changes are going to actually take effect. And I want to, you know, have a new logo going, a new trailer um, that's up on all, like, services, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, if it wasn't apparent we're taking away the, the chapter's naming convention, I... Looking on it, it wasn't it just, apparent. I'm I'm just saying, uh, chapters. They it's not that they're confusing, but maybe for like a new listener, it can be kind of, it can be confusing. The So yeah. I think because we open it, hey, welcome to the Reckenter collection. You know, yada yada whatever. Um, the chapters really don't matter. It was just kind of something fun for trial I to do, but it's kind of, it's a lot of uh visual noise i feel like when you're trying to when you're looking through Hmm. our catalog you know sometimes it's like raconteur collection um you know uh what the podcast is about chapter episode that sort of thing i just want to leave it just the actual podcast title if that makes sense
0: right right so overall a lot of big changes Not really big changes, but changes that I think are going to help us move forward. As far as my changes, I'm pretty set in the things I want to do, you know, make more audio productions, uh, really start focus a lot on like posting in different places, especially those stories, you know, and then going on from there. Because it's a lot easier to like repeatedly be like, hey, have you listened to my short story yet? It's a lot easier to do that than be like, "Hey, have you listened to the specific episode of the podcast yet?" You know what I mean? That's tough to do. Streamlining, like just Jack Jack said, streamlining kind of the naming convention of the Raconteur Collection. You know, maybe even changing what the podcast itself is called. Like I said, that idea, we can keep calling the podcast the Raconteur Collection. I I don't really care. I, I but don't want to thinking about changing it. You know, but taking away the chapters, taking away even episode numbers and just having very specific topics. And the topic is what the episode is called and that's it. I like it, you know, very clear. Jack, I feel like you're still in the boat where you're trying to navigate and decide what you want to do. And so I'd really encourage the audience out there, the people who listen to him, if you feel like you've had an idea or if you feel like there was an episode of the show that where Jack was on fire, you're like, wow, I want more of Jack like that talking about this like point those out to him like let him know or let me know because we, you know we'll obviously both see it but you know no only I will see basically it only me we're in you know we're not at a crossroads we're in a huge open field right and there's all Ooh, these like different them. options and there's all these different avenues available to us and there's no right direction you know at least yeah. now there's no right direction or something that we have to continually keep doing because with the audience that listens now, if we were to announce, Hey guys, I'm so sorry, but we're done with the Racketeer collection or the Racketeer collection is going to move to a different schedule. They'd be hundred percent behind us and support us. And and so now's the time to, you know, just try different things, but Jack, unless you want to add more to that conversation, I want to move on to something a little different, but if you have anything else more to add, Now's the time.
1: I mean, I think the, the last thing I want to say on it is, like you said, I mean, the podcast isn't going anywhere. If anything, we're going to be expanding it uh, and doing more with it. It's just these past couple weeks, we've been really kind of trying to figure out where we want to take it. And in a sense, also what the best avenue is to get, you know, more people in the door. And so... We're gonna keep doing us, improving what we have, um, potentially making the recording process easier for the weekly podcasts. That's an idea we're gonna try next week. Um, that mm-hmm. we're trying to discuss more. And you know, so far it's been it's been really fun. This would be episode fifty one, so that's an incredible incredible milestone. Let's just be real. Not many people do something for a whole year, so we're almost True. there. True. And I'm just going to throw that out there in case uh, special
0: someone's listening. But there's a show out there called Tales of the Fantastic. And I'm just saying, just saying, what about a crossover episode? All right, leave that there. Leave that there. What I wanted to get into next, Jack, is this is kind of a bigger thing, and I didn't necessarily feel like including it um, in the weekly update. But I was telling this to Jack, and... So over my course in working, everyone knows that I work for Starbucks, I guess. I mean, I think it's a secret that I've tried to keep just in the random off chance somebody picks it up from corporate, but I I, I don't think it's going to happen. Try, just, and if, just if quick, they do pick,
1: yeah. Real, real quick, um, Laura's been doing this thing on Ancestry.com, and I guess we have a great, great grandfather named Gustav. Gustav. The Gustav yeah, I was, like, cast. sick. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Sorry.
0: Uh, thanks for that information. But yeah, so everyone knows yeah, that uh, recently, and actually really over the past several months, uh, both my manager and then my district manager have been really pushing me to promote up into the company. For people who know me, and I'll give a little bit of backstory here, I, I've i been working with Starbucks since college. I was a young college. Boy born on a farm. And, you know, I worked all throughout while I was going to school, and then I was here... Worked at corporate Starbucks for like three months after I was done with school. And then I went over to the one of our libraries where they're opening up Starbucks inside of that. And so I left Starbucks corporate, went to the license side as a manager. That experience was awful. I mean, oh, yeah, we're talking about like working long weeks. I mean, it started some really destructive habits in myself And, you know, there's a lot of different things that I think kind of culminated in me that's not, you know, not working out and that job not working out and then me going back and working for Starbucks as I do now. And so with the opportunity coming up again, I kind of wanted to throw it out to the audience and I'll make a post about it more when this episode airs and kind of see if I can elicit some more direct feedback. But I find myself torn between kind of two things, right? on one hand, the financial aspect of moving up to be a manager is very, it's something that I don't know if I could really ignore, you know, I, cause the one area in my life, like my life is pretty great right now. I mean, really like COVID happened and, you know, it was, I thought it was gonna be really hard, really tough, but luckily working for a corporation that kind of took care of us and You know, I've managed to maintain some start, some really good habits. I mean, my writing habit started within the last couple of years, you know, so like if you want to think about like, yes, I've been a writer for a long time, but I would say as far as being consistent with my practice, that's really only happened within the last couple of years working out. I mean, another thing where it requires a lot of consistency and a lot of dedication, you know, that's something that I've grown to love and that is where I'm torn is I don't want to take a job that is going to take those things away from me again. Now, what I will say against that, so arguing against that point is that I'm not the same person I was when I managed the first time. I have much more of a realistic expectation of what it's going to be like. And then also too, I, even though I'm moving up and it's a more important position, that doesn't really change my feeling towards working for a corporation. You know what I mean? And if you want more into that, listen to our tales from the service industry episode that covers this way in depth, but it doesn't change a whole lot. And so, and actually what I was just telling Kate earlier, I was saying, you know, I think my biggest problem or my biggest issue with wanting to move up again is I don't, want to babysit people you know I don't want to be the one figure that says hey if nobody shows up to open up the store you have to show up and open it Charlie you know that that aspect of it sucks but at the same time at the same time arguing with myself again gotta say if they were like none of my openers showed up and I was scheduled to show up at nine I'd be like we're opening the store at nine Sorry. You know, that's kind of like the mindset I have for it now. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't worry about it. Like It's going to be
1: your store. You know
0: what I mean? I need to be strict with my leadership and say, you know what? Like, I am not going to kill myself and I'm not like, I'm not doing that again. I am not going to work figuratively, you know, 60, 70 hours a week for months just so I feel like I'm doing a good job because at that point that's not right, you know? that that doesn't if for me personally i'm sorry everybody's different some people can just like do that kind of stuff and balance just their life out but for me personally that that no
1: no <laughs> like, well let me bring this up i feel like uh it is so hard to find a good team mm-hmm. i cannot think of any time in my life that i've worked with a team that was competent all like all around <laughs> do you know what i mean i don't know if i've ever seen it a totally felt- competent team <laughs> That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a totally competent team that, you know, I haven't... Whenever I've left, it has been like, well, I'm leaving it in shambles because no one else is putting in the work or the manager isn't doing what they're supposed to do or, you know, it's so hard to find a good team of people. You can find like one or two that are great, you know, but there's always like the other half or more that just doesn't care. That just puts off their work and the people that are great will pick up the slack. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, the people who are great pick up the slack and then get burnt out and then they don't want to do it. Anymore. Exactly. And so I would, <laughs> if someone has any uh, experience with like a team that was just like great all around, everyone was great. Everyone did their job. I would love to hear that because from personal experience, I don't even know if it exists. It is so hard to find a team that you come in. Whoa. Whoa hold on, everything's organized, everyone's doing their right. job, everyone right. knows what they're supposed to do. I was actually trained properly. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time that I was trained properly for any job. Yeah. You know, when I worked at the warehouse, uh, here's one night of training and then you're on your own. And then questions whenever I had them. Merchandising. Uh, you can work with someone day one. You don't need to go with the sales rep or anything. Just ask or if you have any questions. Or my my boss, Chris. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, this. Yeah, like where's the where's the structure? Do you know what I mean? I, I thrive on good structure. So yeah. it it's it's funny that it feels like, well, if I left the team now, it would kind of suck. Like if Laura and I both left the team, things would suck for the team. But if <laughs> yeah. we find a better opportunity, like that's an opportunity we have to take, you know what I mean? Like oh, at yeah. that point, like they did it to themselves. I'm I not always saying, like, I'm like the best employee ever. But all I'm saying is if I had a team of jacks, we'd get stuff done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, every time someone leaves and they're like, I'm not sure if I should leave. And if it's something they're leaving for something better, I'm always like, leave. Like, listen, (laughs) ultimately one thing I did learn from the library and this sounds, I think negative, but I think freeing in another aspect is that everybody's replaceable, right? if I take this new management job, which I am very strongly leaning toward, you know, especially the more I've thought about it, but like I can be the manager I want to be. And if it doesn't work and if it's horrible, I can step down or find something else. I mean, I know tons of people who could get me a job, you know? And so it's not like I'm going mm-hmm. to be stranded or this is going to put me in a spot to where it's like, well, if I don't work, then I, or if I don't work here specifically, I'm going to just, you know, go bankrupt and go homeless. Like, no, that's not going to happen. You know, so like I am much more flexible now, but you know, I only wanted to bring this up because this is another big change. Another thing that affects the podcast as well. Not necessarily like release schedules, but like I'm going to be busier and I have to learn to manage my time better, especially my free time. You know, I'm one of those yeah. types of people where I feel like I'm always working for my free time. You know, I'm always working, working out, doing my writing. Oh, yes, now I have two hours where I don't have any anybody relying on me. Nobody's going to call me. I can do whatever I want. And then, you know, move on. But I think what I need to understand is that those times can still exist. I'll just have to make sure that I am structuring and scheduling time around that you know what i mean so yeah uh that's another thing big change coming up uh so you might of course i think as always i'll keep you uh everyone out there updated but jack as for our new final section recommendations i believe you went first last time so i'll go ahead and take the lead
1: oh shoot recommendations oh shoot okay yeah go ahead go go go
0: ahead wow <laughs> all right so yeah yeah, yeah. My first recommendation, I brought this game up a long time ago. It's called a game called Loop Hero. I believe it's only available on Maybe. Steam. Could could be on Switch. Don't know. But I've had an interesting kind of like back and forth this game. When I first started played it, or playing it, I really loved it, got really into it. And then as I kind of got into the middle section of the game, I was like, God, this game is a little too grindy. It's a little, like, it feels like you have to do the same thing over and over and over just to make it work. So I took a break, came back, and got playing it again when I came back. I don't know what clicked in my head, but all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I get how you play this game. Because the whole game, it starts off, it's really great pixel graphics, really actually awesome story that I'm getting into it now that mention, but... The whole world has vanished. And so from a very top-down perspective, you start in this one looped path. And as you proceed across this loop path, you'll fight monsters, get equipment, get better items, and you'll get these tile cards that basically are like, oh, hey, I'm going to place a mountain here. And every time you place a mountain, it gives your character plus three HP. Okay. And then you complete the loop. Cycle starts again. But every time you complete the loop, the enemies get stronger, right? And then you get more cards. So say you get a spider's nest and that spawns spiders on a tile. And so now you're fighting spiders. Oh, hey, you place down so many mountains. Oh, well, if you place down so many mountains, that spawns a goblin camp and goblins start spawning. And so you can see how it starts off super simple. But then as you get more and more, everything just gets more complicated and builds and builds and builds. And so at the end, you're going around this crowded map with just... Teaming with enemies and different events and Man, it's it's just a really cool game and I I don't think it's got enough praise because it's like super well-designed and You know the more I started getting into it. I was like oh if I place down these specific tile cards in this order Then I can specifically target this resource that I need and I could start you start making connections like okay if I fight more than four enemies at once it will give me this And then you can start to tailor and say, okay, you know what? On this run, I'm going to ignore everything else. And I'm just going to place down spider cocoons everywhere to see what happens. You start running into fun things like that. You can just do, you know, so, uh, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Very cheap game. Very easy to, it's a very nice game to sit back and play because it's very much like if you're in action, you can stop it, plan out, change out your equipment and then jump back in. Very much for somebody who likes like turn-based games, very much like, uh, I'll, you know, I, it has really, this is going to be weird to say, but it has a lot of aspects that remind me of like, every time, every once in a while, you'll play like a mobile game. It's really good. You're like, wow, that's really cool. This game feels like that, but like in only good ways. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, there's like so many small things to manage. But then once you kind of wrap your head around it, it's like, oh, it's not. Okay. Not that complicated. I get it. So I highly recommend this game called Loop Hero. Check it out on Steam. I was thinking about maybe trying to stream it sometime soon just just because I think it's a perfect type of streaming game but uh, yeah that's about all I got just recently purchased the Castlevania Advance collection oh I'm excited to go see some Castlevania again man but that's those are some deep Metroidvanias and so of course I'm excited Jack what do you got for recommendations
1: Uh, I I don't really have anything um, for recommendations this week sorry Ellie's been loud this whole episode so I've been I haven't been able to really think of any recommendations (laughs) Ellie's been so loud Jack's like I can't think
0: I can't breathe (laughs) something like that oh man well you know I don't think I have anything else like I'll bring this up again for anybody of course who's listening to the dregs of the episode as I like to call them but uh man a Dune episode, Michael, Jack Henry, anybody else who wants to be participate, I would love to do an episode all about Dune. And I mean, I tell you what, if we do one about Dune and we want it to be huge, then I think even maybe including the second Dune book, I would say, and I would even go as far the third Dune book. Dune is funny because it's like a huge series, Right. But, like, everyone only really talks about the first one. And it's because the first one is genuinely, like, the absolute best one. I do think the second one, in my opinion, I love the second one. The second one is so cool. There are aspects about the third book that blow my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh. In the third book specifically, this doesn't spoil anything, but there's this blind preacher who goes around talking about, I don't know, I guess kind of a spoiler tells what he's preaching about but he goes around to these different cities and he's like preaching and the idea of this blind preacher who like wanders the desert is just freaking awesome man I mean and he's like crumbling civilizations with like this knowledge that he's preaching I'm like dude that is freaking cool (laughs) so that is pretty cool I would love to do that I'm looking forward to it I mean yeah yeah well Jack I feel that we have discussed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> I feel that like we've gone over everything that we wanted to go over. Is there anything else you'd like to throw in right at the end here before I wrap us up? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Honestly. All right, everyone. This has been the raconteur collection. I'll go ahead and do away with chapters Now this episode is called changes all about the big changes coming up in our lives. If you love what we do at the raconteur collection, let us know, let us know on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can find us all there, and we would love to hear from you. And if you really love what we do, if you listen to this episode and you're like, wow, these boys, they need some help, and they're so good, check us out on Patreon. Right now, Patreon's overdue for some changes, but like I said, a lot of these things come when the people come, and for now, Jack and I will choose our own separate and unique paths Keep this weekly thing going because I love it. And we'll continue on. And as always, we'll see you next week. No, we won't see you, but we'll talk to you next week. That'd be kind of weird. Show up in your yeah, house. We'll talk. Hello for the Rakatour Collection. I'm trying to sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one.